monster. We've all seen the posts, heard the chatter, but now let's address the issues, but in a sit-down, talk, and listen manner. And that's where this show comes into play. This is Mustang Mentality. It's not your typical town hall banter. This is a place for open dialogue. It's relaxed, where voices can be heard, ideas can flourish, and bridges between town hall, civic organizations, businesses, and our people can be built. Mustang Mentality. It's more than a catchy name. It's a symbol of our town's spirit. Free thinking. Untamed unafraid to challenge the status quo it's time to change the narrative we're here to foster understanding to build a better monster together this is mustang mentality now your host a proud resident and business owner right here in munster anthony christopher All right, we are uh, live here. So as uh, you've heard on the episodes, we just jump right in. Mm -hmm. So today I'm uh, at Town Hall with Mark Heinz, uh, the Parks Director of Munster, Indiana. Happy to be here. So thanks, thanks. Um, What kind of spurred this conversation was my um, sit down with Mike Sowards because he's obviously on the Parks Board. Mm -hmm. And a part of the his episode that people found very fascinating was the parks. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, Mark is someone you want to sit down with and he can elaborate on on some ideas. So thank you for taking the time to be here today. No problem. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is the parks director role and, sure, and how did sure. you get started? Yeah, I, um, uh, I grew up not far away over in Calumet City, Illinois. Uh, oh. I was born in Hammond, but um, uh, grew up in Cal City working at the park district over there. Uh, Memorial Park on Wentworth Avenue was my office, first time ever. But um, I was there as a high school kid and then went to college, graduated in, with a degree, believe it or not, in leisure studies is what's on my piece of paper on the wall there. Um, <laughs> but it, from the University of Illinois, that, that's what they call their recreation, tourism. Oh, God. Uh, that kind of it is a broad category of a degree. Okay. But uh, a lot of us went into the park district, park department type of, of management. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I've been here ever since. So after I came out of college, I was there for a couple of years, went up to the North Shore, worked in Lake Bluff, Illinois, um, came back down to the area with a job in Hammond for a short period of time that I was their recreation director. And then I went to, back to Calumet City. They opened a new facility. I uh, was there for a few more years. Uh, then my longest tenure from 2000 to 2016, I was with the town of Dyer, uh, oh, okay. running their park department. Mm-hmm. Left there for a five-year stint with the city of Hammond, running that parks department. Okay. And then the last three, we're going on three and a half, uh, I guess this is year four, mm-hmm. uh, here with the town of Munster running our parks department here. So oh, it's, wow. I'm, I'm the director of parks and recreation, mm-hmm. which is the department head for the parks and recreation department okay. uh, of the town. And, uh, yeah, we have a, a nice little, um, uh, a small group of employees, but mm-hmm. uh, very dedicated. And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to try to serve and, and take care of all of our parks and facilities and try to provide recreational opportunities as much as we can. Okay, awesome. I also, I, I born, I guess, technically in, in Munster, but mm-hmm. grew up in Lansing okay. and then Calumet City. My grandma lived in Cal City for forever until she okay. passed away. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with um, some of the parks yeah. there. She lived on um, Forest Hills. 
Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. the backyard was yeah. the forest preserve, right, really. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to play in those as a kid. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Greg, uh, Greg Skubich, oh, the yeah, former Greg. mayor, that yeah. was her neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So really Greg well, knew really me well. yeah. as yeah. a child. Oh yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a Cal City name. For yeah. A long time. Yeah. Attorney. Yeah. Small world. Yep. yep. Um, so the first, <laughs> I'm really jumping out here, but the first thing I have because people have asked me numerous times throughout the years, or not asked me numerous times, but mentioned it and then specifically asked the other day when I mentioned to someone that I was going to sit down with you. Back to school bash for the parents at the pool. Okay. They want a day, they want the first day of school. They want the pool open to parents. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so That'd I don't know if we can make We're that always happen. brainstorming and trying to come up with those unique different okay. ideas. Um, our challenge at the pool, as you can imagine, and you might have even already heard, right. it, it's staffing. Staffing, I mean, yeah. without a doubt. And our lifeguards are typically school-aged kids, right. uh, summer jobs. And once school starts, they go back to school, and we don't have enough you know, ample supply of them. Right. Uh, or the little bit older ones are going back to college, so then they're not even... You know, if they're going out of town to college, right, they're right. not even local. So, but yeah, that that's an interesting one. We're yeah. gonna try and we're actually gonna try this year to keep the pools open through weekends okay. through Labor Day. That's our goal. It's gonna be dependent upon how many guards we can hire, right. how many of them we can pull back in uh, once the school year starts. The challenge mm -hmm. in once you hit August, um, a lot of our lifeguards are athletes, and okay. uh, you know they're athletic in nature. That's why they're many times a lifeguard and. The fall sports at the high school, you start football, cheerleading, uh, soccer for the boys and girls. you got ten. I mean, you just have a lot of cross country. I mean, a lot of these sports are going on. And mm -hmm. so besides going to school, then they also have their practice. There's not much time left for jobs sometimes so right that's a challenge for us so but we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna we're, we're, we've we've heard from the community that that's what's wanted um okay. it, we're definitely gonna see hopefully we can pull it in and get enough lifeguards maybe not just for munster and go a little broader and pull them in so if anyone listening knows anyone who wants to be a lifeguard looking for a summer job okay. we're taping taking applicants we, okay you will offer classes uh this spring at, uh over at the at the high school during the uh at the uh, uh natatorium at the high school and okay um, so yeah, so people are looking. It, it is a nice summer job. I mean, it's seven days a, a week that we're open. We typically only work, you know, we try to keep everyone no more than 40 hours okay. for a kid. But, yeah. um, you know, even if it's only a day or two, if they're doing it with in conjunction with another job, mm -hmm. sometimes we can work around that. As and well. I have, uh, I mean, being in business, I have a lot of those high school kids that want jobs or after school positions. Mm -hmm. And typically when I'm hiring, it's during school hours. So, right, right. But, but I have my same people that go away to school and then yep. they are looking for some, you know, can I work yeah. two days a week? I'm going to send them your way. I'm going to yeah, say, I don't yeah, have anything for, sure. for you, but I'm going to yeah. send you the pool. It's uh, interesting. When you look at the business, you know, a lot of employee, a lot of businesses are searching for that same employee almost, you yeah. know, the same availability at the same time of day, only yeah. for a limited, you know, maybe window that you want them. And you got and half the town yeah. working at Dairy Queen, I yeah. think. <laughs> all the high school kids Well, a couple of years ago when all the jobs were really difficult to find, yeah. I drove up and down Ridge Road and I just snapped a picture of every sign that said, now hiring. Now, oh, yeah. It was like 16 different businesses oh, just yeah. Ridge Road from town hall to the state line. I'm like, yep. okay. Yep. And, and the majority of them, in fact, I think all of them, it would have been the same you know, if you were an available junior high school, you know, student, you could have gotten any of these jobs. Yes. And uh, so now you're competing with that. And that was one of the arguments that we made to 
our, our park board to, uh, to have them consider looking at raising or increasing our rates. Sure, yeah, yeah, you have to be competitive. You have to be competitive. Mm -hmm. Because uh, at the time, I think we were still at like $7, $8 an hour. And oh, we're like, yeah, we're good just luck. not going to pull in anybody. No, so, no. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's very tough, and that's a whole that's a big deep conversation about <laughs> sure. minimum wage increase, and mm -hmm. and you I mean you have national chains that you know McDonald's if they're right. starting you at eighteen dollars, even if the state minimum wage is still seven twenty five. I mean Correct. I've been I've been Correct. in business for a decade. I've never yeah. paid seven twenty five. I've yeah. always been yeah. above that, but. <clears throat> Uh, now, small businesses, and, and like yourself, you're finding out, you guys have to compete. So yeah, yeah. even though the state wage isn't 18 or yep. even 15, yeah. you almost have to pay $15 an hour if you want to get anyone to apply, right, right. even for a part-time summer position. Yeah. It's got to be like $15 an hour yeah. to make someone show up for an interview. For sure, especially with our location here in Munster with... Illinois having a set wage that's right. Higher. So because people know they can go over there get a little high. So yeah. yeah, I think that we're able to offer that. Maybe maybe we're not as high, but mm -hmm. we also save on some of the travel time and make it a little more convenient. Oh, of course. And maybe they're working with friends, so that that helps. Right. Uh, sell it a little bit. Of course, you know lifeguards do get to get a tan when they're out there. Yep. So you yep. know that, there's some selling points. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean the the questions I have like a lot a lot of them are are pool uh, mm -hmm. pool related. Um, I guess while we're on the topic, another question that comes up is the um, concessions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, who who controls the uh, inv I hear inventory is a problem okay, with the okay. with the pool as far as they're <laughs> out of ice cream all the time or okay, something. Okay. So is that uh, is there a manager there or we, who who, so who does inventory? Our concessions in the parks, as of probably about going on, I'd say six years ago or okay. so, we contract that out. So okay. we have a concessionaire who runs our pool concessions what we call Triple Play Cafe, which is a concession stand in Community Park by all the ball fields. Okay. And uh, it, it's managed by the same people who run our golf course. Oh, so interesting. So they, uh, when, back in the day when they also, when we had the clubhouse open, they would run, manage the clubhouse and all the parties. Okay. So they did all the food for that. So it kind of, there, there, there was a symbiotic relationship there that we have with them, but mm -hmm. they were a little bit into that uh, arena a little bit more than we were. Right. So we said, here, let's defer and have them do it. And they're the ones that have been mana been managing that. Okay. And uh, it's something we, we definitely have heard. I mean, we're looking at always ways to improve it. Okay. And uh, we've had conversations with them, and I think it's going to get better over time. Okay. But it's, it's also a, a matter of getting used to how much product to order. I mean, you're, as it's a business... In, yeah, it's you, inventory you control is tough. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, and, and making sure, and, and especially with the age group that we're typically hiring or they're hiring for those positions, right. um, making sure, you know, the old-fashioned uh, FIFO, you know, first in, first out type of stuff. When right. Products, so you're not dealing with a bunch of old... Yeah, uh, you don't want to waste bread, money. Yeah. Buns, hot dog buns or whatever it might be, you know. Of course. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, that that's one that they're getting used to, I think, a little bit more, and and trying to even transition from sharing product from one stand to another, or even at the pro shop at the golf course. Too. Okay. So they'll track it from one site to another, which I think will also give them better flexibility in the future to to respond to that when there are times where things have been bought out a lot faster than they envisioned. So, okay. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Uh, when it comes to Munster, did you start at the position you're currently at? Or, or did you, uh, were, have you been uh, anything else with the town? Were you on the parks board at all, or are those separate entities? I, yeah, they're or? separate. They're separate entities. I, I came here in June, no, September first of two. 2020 okay. is when I started here, so it's been a little over three and a half years or so. Okay. Um, but I, I was hired at that time to fill a vacancy in the, the department head position okay. role. The, the previous uh, 
uh, department head uh, Greg Vitale left and went to Mokina, Illinois okay. to run the park district over there, had a vacancy here, and that opportunity came about, and I interviewed for it, and, and the park Got board it. selected me for that. So the park board, the interesting thing on the park board, there, there's five members on the park board. You okay. met Mike Sowers already, who's one of our, our members. He's been on almost 10 years, I believe it is okay. now. Um, we have, out of those five members, three of them have been, been on it for about 10 years each, pretty close to that, a little more, a little less. Um, and the other two were new as of the beginning of last year. Um, so we have uh, our current board for 2024 is Dan Repays, our president. Um, he's been on for more than, I think he's almost going on 11 years. Um, Mike uh, Scott Pierce, who was in his second year on the board, he's the vice president this year. Uh, the uh, uh, Another member is Robin Sowers, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Sowers <laughs> and Robin Paulson are both on there. They've been in for the uh, both about that eight, nine, ten year range. Okay. And then our we have a liaison who's a school board member who's but a voting member on the park board. That's Kristen Smith, who's um, okay. on our board here. Yeah, as well, Chris, so. Kristen, I believe. Uh, did does or did own CrossFit Two Hundred Nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she was involved with okay. that at one okay. point, and yeah, and, and and again, it's nice to have that background of a lot of people and um, having that available where people can um, you know bring different perspectives. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I like having the 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 tenure length of you know having been here only three four ish years. Having three park board members who've been here twice as long as me, that, that it helps is helpful. Out, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it they can give me reference, they can give me some history on things that uh, I may not have to have or, or may not be aware of. Okay. Um, and I, I think that that's a, a, a you know in any board, I think you like to have that mix. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a diverse group of people, different perspectives. I think that's what a board is supposed to be made up. With. Yeah. And then you know you you discuss an issue, you t discuss a topic. Uh, you know, and you know, you select whatever your choice of you know chosen path is on that, and mm -hmm. then you move on to the next thing. And, yeah. and I think we have a pretty good board from that perspective. Now, the board it's uh, it's Indiana law, right? That it has to be mixed of Democrat, Republican, and then it the is. town council appoints those. Yeah, people? the town council appoints the board. Um, the the uh, state statutes lay out that you cannot have more than two from the same political party. So okay. typically, in most towns, and I've, I've have the, the experience of working in Dyer, working in the city of Hammond, working here now in Munster. Mm -hmm. um, typically, most cities have two Democrats, two Republicans. Um, it allows you to have a fifth per person, which is the one from the school board. Um, okay. You can actually even have a sixth one, which is, is a liaison from the lo local library board. Hmm. Um, most of uh, the communities in Northwest Indiana don't have one from library board because it's the Lake County Library typically. Got it. And, and if they did it for one park board, they got to do it for like oh sure yeah then they're thin park yeah boards mm -hmm. in, in Lake County so okay um, so that's one of the reasons that they I think that they don't I also think it would create a little bit uh, unique um, situation if you, you brought in a sixth member and had an even number right of yeah voters. boards are meant to that deciding they like vote, odd you know. numbers mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay interesting that's mm -hmm. good yeah I mean that's some depth that I that I was unclear of before yeah and Munster's had a park board I mean since the early, since the mid 60s I think is when this park board originally formed here okay. in town and, and have had one ever since so I mean it is it is appointed when they first um, appointed it they staggered the years but then every year it's purposely done that way so typically there's one one board members term is uh, expires every year so then that okay. creates either 
the opportunity for them to be reappointed or a vacancy mm-hmm. that someone else comes onto that to fill that spot. What I think it, it also prevents is hopefully so you don't have a, a massive turnover of sure. four leave and four new people come in. And yeah, really kind of scramble direction. a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah. that I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, as far as the day-to-day operations, is the board not really involved day-to-day and then you kind of gather things and present them? Yeah, they, they typically, they're the, the role of the park board as I see it is they're more policy setting. They're the legislative arm of, of the department, if you will. Okay. You know, set policy, set procedures, set, um, you know, uh, uh, approve fees, um, set fees, you know, th- that kind of role. Whereas the day-to-day operations carrying out that will is what the department staff falls to, okay. um, led by me. And then, then we typically have, uh, I think I mentioned a smaller staff, but we have, yeah. uh, there, there's 12 full-timers right now in our department. Okay. Six of us, well, I guess I'll, I'll say myself as department head, and then I have five on the recreation side of things. Okay. Um, two, uh, one's the superintendent of recreation, two recreation supervisors. They're the three that really oversee our recreational activities and programs. And then we have two, uh, an administrative assistant and a marketing coordinator that that kind of have the dual purpose of working our front desk and answering phone calls Got and it. things like that. And then on the, on, so that's the recreation division. And then on the, the maintenance division of the, the department, there's six of, uh, six staff over there, four, two of which are assigned permanently to Centennial Park. Okay. Um, because that's just such a large facility um, to maintain and operate there. And then we have four others who really maintain all the rest of our parks. Okay. Um, we have we have 30 parks in town. I yeah. Mean, that, a lot of people are surprised to hear that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of local little <clears throat> neighborhood parks, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that people don't, I think, you know, typically, again, when residents go to parks, they kind of routinely will go to a lot of the same ones. They're going to go yeah. to the big ones, Community, Centennial. Um, maybe they go to Westlakes because they're in soccer for this year, or next year they're in baseball, so they got practice at Bluebird Park or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, they don't remember always those local little neighborhoods. If, there, sure. if there's no right. reason for you, if you live south in town, it's probably going to be rare that you ever visit Sunnyside Park on the northwest yeah, side when, of Pullman Yeah, when I first know. lived on Beverly Sunny mm-hmm. with my niece, we'd go to Sunnyside Park. Yeah. Now I live on Martha. I, I yeah. go to uh, Bluebird. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm not going, to, I haven't been to Sunnyside in four years, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I was... Um, I did not know we had as many parks, and I was at the park, the master plan meeting, mm-hmm. yeah, or however yeah. it was referred to, and they had a list of the parks and right. pretty much said, like, where do you want the focus to be? Where does this? Right. And then there were some people at the meeting, even from talking about other parks that weren't even mentioned right. uh, in their more subdivision, more yeah. subdivision yeah. type yeah. parks. So yeah. we we have a lot. Yeah. Um, how, how do we compare to others, though? It, do, well, Di- does Dyer Di- Di- have more? La- Dyer's larger yeah. than Munster. No, Dyer's smaller, okay. population-wise smaller. Okay. They're only, when I was last there, they only had about 16,000 people. So, okay. I mean, in comparison, um, they, there's a lot of unincorporated Dyer that's, that doesn't fall, that they consider non-residents that Got have it. Dyer zip code. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is out there, um, but that is not, they're not actually paying taxes to the town of Dyer, so they're, they're unincorporated. Okay. But, uh, so that does keep their population numbers down, that compared to what you might I see. I say, because there's a lot of new construction code. that yeah, way, and it's still yeah. considered dire yeah. to an extent. And that's just an area of mm-hmm. Lake County. Um, but it's just that their mail goes to the Munster Post Office, so that's why it incorporates that way. Okay. But um, it, we're, we're pretty average. I think a lot of us, I mean, we're, you know, you, you look at, even, you know, Hammond, Highland, uh, uh, Cherville, St. John, uh, you know, Dyer, Munster, we're all kind of 
suburbia Chicago. I yeah. mean, I know that there, there's a lot of people who might be upset hearing that, but I, I, I mean, it's a realism of the world that sure. this is, you know, I think a lot of our residents commute into Well, Chicago yeah, that's no secret. Day, right? that's, I, mean, I mean, Munster's that's popular. That's why they put the train yeah, in, right? right? I mean, that's, right. that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, there, I, I know that there's uh, a hesitancy to embrace that in a lot of times, mm-hmm. but, but as far as the parks go in most of these communities, we're, we're pretty much... Um, it, it's nice that our some of our forefathers, if you will, set aside some of these big uh, parcels of land. Sure. Uh, our Munster Lions Club is really who bought and, and made Community Park available to the town years okay. ago in the 60s. Wow. That was, if it wasn't for the Munster Lions back then, mm-hmm. you know, they set that tone. And, uh, and then more parks, you know, come on board over time. But mm. that, uh, and, and you really, when you look at parks and communities, there kind of is the local hot lot neighborhood park that's kind of meant for it's just this area of town you know close yeah, enough where yeah. you can walk you know take your niece take your daughter take your brothers what mm-hmm. you know go down there swing on a swing you know maybe there's not any large um yeah there's uh, no tennis courts or different or, yeah, things you might yeah have a few little things like that but not not to the extent of what we have in comparison to what are mm-hmm. community level parks which are more like community or even and 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 then of course in Munster we have Centennial Park which is really almost like a regional park right um, oh, similar yeah. to like Wicker which is just broader Every, because yeah. of the size of it mm-hmm. um, so there are tiers of parks and and typically it kind of corresponds to size um, but they usually will and, and there there's a, a Kiwanis Park, which is off of Timrick and Holman, where you kind of swing around going towards Fisher Street over on the curve there. Yes. Um, right on the edge of, of uh, near Public Works Department. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's probably a half acre, eight, three quarters yes. of an acre mm-hmm. of a park. It's I mean, just it's for that, that little corner of houses. It's yeah. that area over there. And, mm-hmm. and I think when, when, you, when you design parks or plan for parks in the community, you, you try to have them within walking distance of everybody, you know, but what is that distance? Every town will, will set it, you know, do we want it a half mile, a mile, mile and a half, two miles? I mean, typically it's less than two miles, but, um, you want to be able to have that where you're not having to cross a busy street. Right. uh, You envision, I think the, the play space, if you will, to be that, that communal meeting point in a local little neighborhood where, you know, maybe maybe we're lucky, and two young parents bring their kids there when they're two, three years old. They push them on the swings together, and they may grow up being best friends, and because they go to sure. school at Eads together, or mm-hmm. you know, and then to high school and beyond. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, those things do happen, and and that creates good community building because yeah. you know now that when you, you maybe you moved into a community, you, you meet people in that park, and you talk to them a little bit. And and you you know oh hey they're out of town and you, you can kind of keep an eye on their house because they're sure. neighbors of yours yeah, you know yeah. they find you know they live around the corner maybe they're not right next door but mm-hmm. you, you know you have something in common maybe it is because your kids are playing little league together or right. softball together so I mean it, it does create that warm sense of community um, yeah. that I think that really that's what we I think try to achieve in in the parks department absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, talking Centennial, another mm-hmm. another uh, another viewer question: uh-huh. uh, Could Centennial or anywhere else in town be transformed into a public ice rink similar to one in Valpo? It could. Um, you can do anything anywhere, really. Right, okay. I mean, it's a matter of financially, can you support mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the, the there's a, there's a couple things that I'll note to you when it was originally designed. They wanted to have the, I guess it would be the easternmost part of the body of water, the lake there, Maynard Lake, mm-hmm. the, what they called the, referred to as the lagoon, okay. from the wooden bridge east was supposed to be and was designed to let that, you know, the, 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 
the, the thought was that was going to freeze. Oh, um, okay. in realistic times, mm -hmm. we've we aren't getting that hard freeze all the way yeah. to the edge. Either yeah. the ground um, around it is is just creating too much warmth because it's not freezing solid to the edges, so it's just unsafe to be able to freeze it that way. Okay, I think what. What in a comparison to Valpo, though, mm -hmm. that's more put refrigeration in somewhere right. and place that somewhere. Now, whether that be at a Centennial, whether that be a community or any of our parks, mm -hmm. is it possible? Sure, it's 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 where um, I think that the challenge is. What Valpo really has nice is they have you know a, a, an indoor facility right there next to it that you can go in and get warm. You can rent skates. You can buy your cocoa. Right. Go to the bathroom. So those are a lot of other costs that okay. Those are ancillary costs that. I don't know if that's always thought of when people like to have that comparison to ice skating. Sure. So I think that we would love to see something like that, um, but we'd have to kind of control it and make sure that we create enough revenue mm -hmm. from users to pay for the maintenance and the activities of everything that was there. Um, yeah. I think without refrigeration, when I was in the city of Hammond, we tried to do one up at, in, at Pulaski Park in, in North Hammond. Um, and the last few years that I was there, we'd get two days a year cold enough. It was enough. cold enough, that, wow. and, and then it was so cold that we had to say, no, it's too cold for you. <laughs> yeah, stay inside, so it, yeah. it had to be in this window of opportunity. <clears throat> and then you also have that. Then the, the problem also is if it's not controlled, you have people walking across it, cracking the ice, you know, creating sure. footprints. Now they refreeze with a hole. It's a tripping hazard, so it becomes a safety issue. Okay. But but I think that in a, in a perfect solution over time, when we have those indoor facilities, mm -hmm. um, that's something that would be neat to, I think, offer. Uh, definitely would have to be there, – there's a lot of things, though, that, that come into account. For instance, like at our, our bathrooms out at Centennial, we winterize them. There's no heat in those right. bathrooms. So right. if we're going to have to keep those open, if there's ice skating, let's say, there's, right next door. Yeah, there's added costs we got to figure that. out how to winterize mm -hmm. this building, keep heat in there. we got to mm -hmm. keep it insulated somehow. Um, keep those doors from opening. We probably have to expand around that area. Mm -hmm. If we're going to make any kind of revenue off of it, if we're going to charge for it, I right. think we have to figure out how do we collect that. Now we're fencing this in. You need we're, an employee. You, you need employees. You need. Yeah. Are you going to rent skates? Well, now you got to have that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, inventory there for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that there is an opportunity. Uh, but there's a lot more than just saying, yeah, here right. we go. Right, freeze some water. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot more steps to it. That, and, and, and I think that when, I think one of the reasons you've seen a lot of communities not do it is because, uh, because of that exceptional cost. Sure. And, and, of course, there's a lot of places that are now doing things indoor. Even the one in, in Valpo, even though it's really not indoor, it's mm -hmm. all under a roof. So now okay. you, you have controlled uh, – in, in a community that I worked in in Lake Bluff, we had – do dripping from a tree onto an ice rink that we used to freeze and it okay. would create a little lump of ice that mm. we had to go and chip off every day to yeah. make sure no one was tripping on them. So there, there's a lot of things that go into it and and to make sure that it's safe because if someone gets hurt on right. any facility, the first ones they point their finger at is, of you didn't make this safe for me. So of we got to make sure that we cover costs to ensure that it's safe for everybody to use yeah. it. So. Well, yeah, makes, makes perfect sense there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's probably something, you know, if enough people wanted it, it could be looked into with the master plan, right? Like now sure. that's going on. Yeah. So I know that there is um, 
the uh, online survey that people yep. can still yep. do. Yep. We had the call out meet the two call out meetings recently. Yep. Uh, in, this is going to air next Monday. Is there mm-hmm. anything after that date that they can do? Well, it's going to be real close. So if they're listening to it on the day that this airs, okay. <laughs> jump on the website. Okay. The, the website's only going to be open through February sixth. Okay, uh, which is that you can find the link on the town's website www.munster.org, um, or you can go to www.munster.org/parksurvey. And that'll take you right to the survey site. Okay. So it's just a simple little uh, Google form. You can go on, fill it out, submit your input. Um, there are some places where you can type in other things, so you can put in the, the random comment type of stuff. Um, so I would encourage everyone to do that. I know that the last count that I heard, we were over 600 surveys. Okay. Because this has been open since November. Yeah, I've seen so, it shared a ton of times. Yeah, yeah. So it's been out there. So we're, we're getting mm-hmm. a good response. In fact, mm-hmm. that, that we already have over 600, I think, I, I, I think that's a fantastic response. Sure. Um, a lot of communities don't get over a couple hundred at, at okay. most many times. So that that's great that people are giving their input. We want to keep it coming. Um, we are going to th- – th- that's probably the biggest one. But then, of course, even when we're not at a time of doing a master plan, mm-hmm. I would encourage people to shoot emails and you know give calls to us and just say, hey – you know, I had this idea. Maybe we, maybe I was visiting my friends in another town. I saw this facility. Here's a picture of it. Any chance we could do this here? Okay. Now, the the, the challenge with it is, and, and and you were in the meeting. I, I I like to tell people it's time to dream. When you're planning sure. this, if you don't throw it out there, nothing's going to stick. Mm-hmm. But at least if you mention it, now it might not happen overnight, and well, of course. very likely isn't going to happen overnight because we're still the government, right? right. I mean, it's still right. slow to react, but. We do want to have that opportunity where people can give that input. And, and one of the things that we try to do is grow and, and, and change with the times, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, no one was talking about pickleball, and we have now pickleball courts. Sure. And we have four dedicated pickleball courts, and we've striped where are pickleball and tennis courts. So we have three out at White Oak Park, and then we have another one, individual one at a Frank Hammond Park. Okay. And then we've also striped pickleball courts on the tennis court. Um, line Got courts it. at uh, Grove Park, West Lakes Park, Frank Hammond Park, and Beach Park. So there are, mm-hmm. you know, more and more of that is is becoming available as that that game has uh, become more and more popular, which is great. I mean, and and mm-hmm. but again, who would have thought of that twenty sure. years ago, thirty yep. years and ago? Now we have cricket it, it, too, it's right? That. Cricket, cricket is another well. new one mm-hmm. that we've added a pitch out at West Lakes Park. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a grand opening just over almost a year ago, last April yeah. of twenty three. And um, we had over 100 people at that ribbon cutting yeah, when we yeah. did it. So it was a phenomenal turnout, mm-hmm. really uh, a nice thing to be able to have. And, again, I mean, recreational it, – it's really difficult in a, in a local parks and recreation department because what do people do for their recreation time? I always say where if you could go anywhere, mm-hmm. and in, in anywhere in the country, where would you go? Typically, it's something recreationally based. Maybe sure. I want to go skiing. Maybe I want to go to the mountains. Maybe it's the Grand Canyon. Maybe yeah. it's the beaches. Whatever it might be. Okay, so what can we do here locally? Um, it. It's a lot of athletics. Uh, you know, that that's always heavy in local parks mm-hmm. um, just because this is home and this is where these kids are doing things on an ongoing basis more often. Right. But then we also get, and when it really jumped in the middle of COVID, was uh, all of our trails. Mm-hmm. Trails are super popular. We have almost 20 miles of trail in town between trails that cross town and trails that are within parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that, again, 
when I grew up in Cal City, we, our parks didn't have trails. I mean, no. that was you just didn't put them in, and it, now they've added slowly over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, which is which it also creates twofold. It, it helps create accessibility for a lot of parks that previously were inaccessible for those who, with you know uh, challenges walking and and right. uh, getting to, to things in the parks. But it also creates hey, this is a nice place for me to go ride my bike or go for yeah. a jog, walk the dog. And, and and individual recreation that um, during that COVID time where we were trying to get away from large group things, we sure. were down to individual or small group uh, activities. So that, yeah, that provides a lot of other recreation on that side of things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was very happy to hear that uh, I told you after the meeting, I'm like, oh, I live over there, mm-hmm. uh, that, that possible tie-in with Highland right. to get us to, from my block, Wicker, to get us through all the way to uh, Wicker Park and then back yeah. into our line as well what um what is that area called what, what yeah I... so that's it, it it's kind of well the the south end of it a little bit is independence park on the west side of of heart ditch but this is mm-hmm. the big power line that the uh, pathway that we're talking about that's underneath the nipsco power line corridor mm-hmm. that if you're closer to uh, right by a community hospital, Munster, just south of Munster High School's football field, it's mm-hmm. right there. Comes hits Columbia, and then it even continues going. You know, it goes through the park. It winds through the high school property, through community park, and you got to cross Calumet. But then you're back under the the corridor again, going uh, west into Lansing, where mm-hmm. it ties it to Penzi, and then goes into Lansing. Um, this would be going the opposite direction towards Highland. And where it currently ends is right where it's pretty much the meeting point of Heart Ditch and Katie Marsh Ditch. So okay. we called it uh, uh, the, the Bridge Over Ditches Project. Okay. It's been called that for probably 20 years now. It's okay. been talked about and um, been gone through multiple revisions of a, of a challenging time to design it, to make it work. Um, you know, it, 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 NIPSCO is happy to have us. They, they've allowed the town to put the corridor in to begin with. Okay. Um, but we have to take into account the other things that are there underground, mm-hmm. which there's at least two pipelines. It might even be three over there. Okay. Uh, Wolverine, Buckeye, and I forget the other one. Okay. But there, so uh, the foundations for any bridges have to take into account how close they can be to those pipelines. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're working on that. Um, as it skips over those two ditches, there's kind of a landing point in between, a little peninsula, right, where the, before those two, the confluence of those two uh, ditches comes together. Yeah. That would provide the, the the extension, the opportunity to run south into where you're talking about. Okay. Into, yeah, I guess that's the area of, you know, uh, uh, Munster that's east of Hart Ditch mm-hmm. and kind of the area that's uh, uh, west of Indianapolis Boulevard, even parts of Highland over there. So it provides mm-hmm. that neighborhood access to this trail to both you know make it a lot easier to get to a community park or the high school area on a trail right but it also provides if you went west when the bridge is done right across the river now you can or, uh, or right across the ditch you can get to wicker park very easily by cutting through that neighborhood which is a pretty quiet residential neighborhood there right um and then or and you're right on lincoln avenue where that comes through which you'd have to cross indianapolis boulevard at, at lincoln but mm-hmm. It's Lincoln Center. Oh, you got Lincoln Their big Center. Lincoln Center facility is right there. Yep. And then if you go even further east there at Kennedy is where the Erie Lackawanna pathway. So those people right. who are really big about pathways and going Which longer distances. Which you can get there underneath Wicker. You can go you, through Wicker. You can go underneath well. Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. 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 I've, I've done all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good segue mm-hmm. to the Highland partnership with mm-hmm. the Lincoln Center. Yeah. So that was also brought up at that meeting. And you had said. Um, 
not to quote it exactly, but there's about 100 people from Highland that mm -hmm. use our pool, and likewise about 100 Munster residents that use their facility at the discounted right, rate, right? right? Um, what are what are Munster residents entitled to there? Because a couple of the gentlemen were talking about basketball, and it seemed like that was stuff like that wasn't included. Right. Right. Okay. We basically just trade off their fitness center. Fitness they center. They have the fitness okay. center, and and residents of Munster can go to Highland and get the resident rates um, mm -hmm. for the the Lincoln Center's fitness center component. Okay. Um, the other things are not included in that partnership. Okay. But what we're trading off back to Highland residents, they can come to. Um, uh, our dog park as residents, if you will, at Centennial Park, and uh, they um, uh, also at our pool membership. So okay. those are the pool is obviously a limited window. It's right. it's two three months, you know, of a season there, mm -hmm. and then obviously the dog park's a little bit more year round. We get some from Highland, uh, a lot on the the western half of, of Highland, more on this side of Indianapolis Boulevard that okay. might come over this direction. But um, it, it, it's a nice little trade off. And you know it, it's pretty even right now on what we're we're trading off. If we had um, for us to get more, if we can barter with them, uh, we I think we need to offer more. What are we bringing to the table? What are we, okay. what are we going to offer in, in trade? So I this this partnership I actually predate this one. So when I worked in Dyer, I I was the Dyer Parks director when we formed the, the partnership that Munster currently has with Dyer. Okay. So at that time we just said. You know, we're, we're offering these recreational programs. We're not really filling a lot of them up to capacity. Okay. But when we can get them to capacity, that's when we make a little bit more money, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. But we also want to make sure that they go, that they're offered, you know, reach the right. minimums and, and have them go. So, and just to offer a recreational opportunity, you know, expansion of that, we said, hey, Munster residents come to Dyer. You can have, take recreational programs at their resident rates. Mm -hmm. Dyer, same thing. Come over to Munster and do the same thing. Okay. So that predates the Highland Munster relationship. Okay. I, I think we. The, 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 I wasn't here when that one was formed, but mm -hmm. um, I think that that was the idea behind it. Was hey, what they have something, we have something. Okay. Does every community need to have their own pool, for instance? Right. Uh, Highland, I think at the time said we we don't want to build a pool. I mean, they're right. very expensive to maintain. Mm -hmm. Wicker Park years ago had one, even though that's not a town of Highland Park. It's a North Township Park. Okay. But. You know, th there's still that comparison of it, and said, "Hey, but what, but we have this fitness center. Well, you know, well let's let's trade off that opportunity, and that's kind of where the basis of it began. Sure, um, I think because theirs was year round, that's where we had to say, okay, what else can we bring in Munster right. to the table? Because right. we're only offering them three months yeah. uh, at the pool, so that's where like the dog park came in. Okay, um, they originally included golf at the time, but then since our our golf management group came in, we've we've done away with residency." and non-resident rates there because the golf it. industry, you go to any golf course, it's just here's your greens fee. So we, we okay. it's it's the same for everybody coming there. One oh, good another, to know. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm learning uh, more about golf as I'm part of this canine fundraising team now. So yes. that'll yes. I'll have to learn yeah. <laughs> golf in the next few months. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, what else could we? I mean, we can give them some parking at Centennial. Well, that's, that's been a real, and, and trust me, I've been asked a lot on that one, and okay. I've been trying to figure out a way, can we do this? Because we have to verify residency for our, our Munster residents to get theirs registered. Can okay. we do the same for Highland? Mm, they'd have to do um, some, we'd some back have to work. Really, yeah, there's some other background and pre, you know proof of how would we get that, that they actually truly do live there and have mm -hmm. them register. Um, but then it's also a matter of, from their perspective, are they ready for large um, 
participation are. If, right. Because if they're at capacity now, they have yeah. no desire to Right, there's no incentive. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's no, no incentive, incentive for them to, mm -hmm. to add to that. So, yeah. so it's got to, we, we got to look at it. I mean, there's those trade-offs. I mean, we're always looking for partnerships. I mean, we'll work with, um, in the middle of COVID, difficult, it was difficult finding activity of course. places to have things. So, I mean, we went to the Southland Center over in Linwood that mm -hmm. has a big, huge, you know, indoor soccer fields and, and basketball courts. We did some little programming yeah. there. I mean, we've had conversations with Hammond about the sports flex. Like, okay, yeah. is there any way that we could get in here? Do you have any, you know, um, to, to, to make it beneficial to them? What, do, what are your, do you have any slow days? Do you have any slower times? Right. Maybe we could bring in a program or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so if places are like already that. packed, they're like, Psh, we don't, they we don't, don't need you. We don't need you. Don't need you. Need right. Yeah. I, I, I used to, you know, go to a bowling alley. You know, if you approach a bowling alley, obviously no one's going to run their own bowling. I guess Whiting did years ago at the community mm -hmm. center. But, um, but, you know, typically you'd have to have a bowling program in a local bowling alley. Yeah. Well, all right, what day is your slow day? Let me, yeah. but, you know, because, after school hours, which would be when you need to get in there, but you they have the leagues they, they after have school. Leagues. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta find maybe they got a dead day of the week that hey yeah do it on do it on Tuesday afternoons where mm -hmm. you don't have any leagues that day or, yep. or and you gotta be done by six o'clock when the leagues come in or right so, you know so then yeah, you find find things like that and find those partnerships yeah um, we try to look at that I mean with with any kind of facility I mean it could be a local karate studio, yoga studio, you know, fitness uh, okay. components, you know, do they have opportunity? Obviously, as a business owner, you would prefer manage it yourself, take all the money, you know, you're doing it as a profitable venture. Sure. Um, but I think we, we've always approached people to say, hey, if you can do this and find a way to partner, mm -hmm. it does build a little bit of comfort for somebody new coming maybe to the park program at your facility. Mm -hmm. And then maybe once they're familiar, now they're willing a little bit more to um, hopefully ours, we like to try to get them at an introductory rate, if you will. Right. And then if they, now that they like it, now that they've tried it. Yeah, they might do more. Now yeah. I'm more apt to pay more mm -hmm. because I know I already am going to like it or something. Right. Um, you know, so there, there's things like that that we try to, you know, we, we've had conversations with, uh, going back to ice skating with the, this new cube, the ice cube in Hammond off of Kennedy Avenue. Okay. To see what kind of opportunities. Mm -hmm. But again, the challenge for us as as a department, um, and one of the reasons that a lot of indoor recreational space is is asked for, is everybody seems to want to use those uh, indoor. Uh, well, they want to have recreation after school hours, right? Yeah. After kids are out of school, yeah. after you're home from work, it's from <clears throat> you know four to eight o'clock every mm -hmm. evening. What, yep. the, probably the busiest place at you know a recreation center. Right. Um, and you, know, you 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 hit it on the head at the meeting when you said people don't want to travel either. Yes. So yes. it's like yeah, if even if you came up like my niece, she plays indoor soccer in Dyer in mm -hmm. unincorporated yeah, Dyer you know, when you take yeah. heart till it ends, right? Yeah. And if I you know at five o'clock, I'm not you know you don't want to drive down Calumet or Indianapolis right. and right. you're not going to get there, and yeah. then it's the whole day yeah. just in in traveling. So yeah, I mean. Is it, I guess that's a, the segue to this is, is it possible, do we have the land for it, number one? Mm -hmm. it, has the Parks Department evaluated uh, a spot to say, if we ever got the money, this is where it would go? We really haven't. Okay. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that, at least since I've been here. I mean, I, I look at that just independently uh, as mm -hmm. my own side of it. I do think that there was an idea of a concept of putting it in at the south end of Community Park at one point near the pool area. Okay. Um, the community Park was redone in multiple phases, and there was like a fourth phase that was really never completed that kind of showcased and said, hey, there's a placeholder for it. The challenge with that, and I don't know if they realized this then, or and a lot of growth has happened since the, those days, um, we received federal monies for that park back when it was originated, Got and it. it's supposed to remain an outdoor recreation in perpetuity. 
which means okay. no indoor facilities. You can't do so it. So with now, now could you? You can, but then you have to make up. Uh, it, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Okay, and you have to then take property, uh, add that with this new outdoor recreation. It has to be value to value. Um, okay. Well, that that's that, that's a that's a costly venture. So it's a lot deeper than people think. Sure. Right? Now, unless we can find some other open land right. somewhere Which, else that's unavailable. You know, I, I heard a rumor the other day. Jewel was closing and moving to to Griffith. Hmm. I mean, I don't know whether it be true or not. I, sure. I, I, I hate to spread a rumor. Right. 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 But let's say just for instance that it happened. Mm -hmm. Well, it, would Jewel be a facility that we as a town would want to kind of take? Over that, at least well, that plot. Hey, um, we do know Harley Davidson is for sale. Yeah, so for quite a price. <laughs> well, it's um, quite a price. So, yeah, so yeah. this is the other problem: is something like that though. Both of those facilities, they're tax-paying entities. Yes, you take them off the yes. tax rolls and now put it a park community yep, center. There, I get it. People it's are, now tax-free, which you means can't win. We, yeah. you know, yeah. so we lose out that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a, a challenge that way uh, mm -hmm. to look at it. But I think that we're. We're looking, you know, we explore. I mean, we do have a great relationship with the school system. Um, unfortunately, they have such great participation numbers in a lot of their extracurricular activities. They sure. took up a lot of their own gym time mm -hmm. um, or other space that they have. Mm -hmm. But, like, we have a daddy-daughter dance. We're doing it at the at the middle school in the cafeteria. I mean, we've done it there for years. We do a, one of our right. biggest events every year is our arts and crafts show in December. Mm -hmm. um, we do that at the high school in the hallways of the school. Yeah. Um, huge turnout. You know, over 100 vendors and, and, and people come to know it's a recognized show uh, and, and and you know so stuff like that where we can kind of uh, become unique we're mm. actually working uh, with Southside Christian Church just north of Town Hall in uh, just north of Grove Park and mm. um, they, they've always worked with us really well that as a uh, for our Sunday evening concert series at Town Hall they've always been our rain location if we had to oh, okay and uh, so that was nice that they'd allow us to come in they have a, a gym there with a carpeted floor but mm. hey, it's open space open great. space yeah um, but we're doing a special needs basketball program there coming up now. So I mean, okay. that, you know, again, finding those partners in a community, mm -hmm. what do they have? Maybe it's a break room that uh, Jewel has that they could do a little cooking class, or Strax has something yeah. that we could do. You know, we're always looking for that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, any opportunity, any kind of open space, you know. Um, it, it, it might be odd going into, I mean, I, I remember back in my days in Dyer, I, I approached some of the senior homes in town. I said, after dinner's over, Who's using the kitchen, you know, your okay, cafeteria? Can okay. we do something in here? And, yeah. um, a little challenging because they said, well, we'd have to buzz you in and buzz you out. Sure, so there yeah, I am like, yeah. okay, maybe this is a little extreme, but but we were so desperate. But you're just there, trying to think. You're trying, trying to, to work for the community. Open space, yeah. yeah. Where can mm -hmm. we do something? Uh, so, I, I mean, it is, and, and sometimes that steers to uh, what eventually you do end up building in a community. Because, like, okay, Highland has this big community center with a big field house. Mm -hmm. If you ever go visit Sherville's community center, completely different. They have more of a banquet hall and a, an aerobics room and a preschool classroom. Mm -hmm. That's it. They don't, they don't even have a gymnasium in it. So, I mean, it's a okay. lot different. You know, um, you talk about indoor soccer or turf fields. Mm -hmm. Those are becoming more and more popular. And, well, I mean, maybe that's a demand. Maybe that's a wish or a want. Uh, right. I know in one of our meetings, we we have a, a group uh, of seniors that come, you know, that that is desiring of a place where obviously our, our society, is, as a society, we're living longer. Mm -hmm. um, we're more active at an older age. I remember as a kid growing up, I thought all grandparents did was sit in their rocker and, and never leave their house. Oh, yeah. I'm a grandparent myself. Yeah. I'm still working yeah. full-fledged. I mean, yeah. little, my, my mom's in her late 80s. She's still very active. She'll go and babysit my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. every, you know, so, so people are busy, 
at that older age yeah. and you know okay how can we find um, something to meet that needs and wants. Sure. Um, the challenge that we've had as, as a parks department from a programming side of things is we typically, the, the, the kind of the historically, the marching orders of this department is offer any program you want, but the fees that you charge to be in that program mm-hmm. has to cover all the expenses that you have for that program. Well, sure. when we start increasing fees to pay rent for a facility, yeah. our fees will raise to the point where eventually someone says, this is my choice. I don't have to go. Yeah, attendance is going to go down. Yeah. I'm just going to leave or go somewhere else, or I'm just not going to come anymore. And then mm-hmm. we lose out that money even that way, too. So yep. there's, there, I, I sometimes refer to us a couple, couple ways. that uh, We're a choice department. You know, as city municipalities go, utilities, police, service, fire service, public work. Right. Those are, they're kind of monopolies in a town, right? I yeah. mean, that's, you only can go to one company who's going to, you know, you call 911, there's only one police department showing Right, up. yes. You know, there, there's no, yeah, you live in Munster. Yeah, you can do aqua tots, you can do this, you, you can, can do that karate, you can do, yeah, private, yeah. A lot of private places have popped up. For and sure. And if they're yeah. profitable, then that's, is that the role of government to jump into that? Let them do that. Let them do it as a tax-paying business. That, sure. If they're paying taxes in our community, that's good for us too that way. Right. Um, so I think that, the, and that might even expand more over time when you see retail stores going out of business and mm-hmm. people start to say, hey, I can put in a, you're seeing this, indoor pickleball facilities. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin my idea here, but if I, <laughs> if there's any uh, investors listening, uh, I think we need an indoor dog park and it oh. would make a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. So, um, message me on Facebook, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get it started, but indoor dog park. I've gold seen one mine. Up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, gold. has one. I've seen one in an old gold store. Gold mine. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 they even tied theirs into uh, uh, day, uh, your overnight care. Uh, oh yeah, you know, a sure. Kennel, if you will, for mm-hmm. you know, if you're going out of town, even they mm-hmm. tied in that way. So yeah, yep. interesting thought. Yep. I, I mean, and, and again, and if you can do it that way, and if you can make a profit, is it the role of is it the role of government? Yeah. To to do that, then maybe it's not. Maybe mm-hmm. that's where we say, "Hey, we steer our focus and change our focus and go do something else." So I mean, there yeah. is that side of it. Yeah. Especially like in youth sports, as you get very competitive, you see like that. Oh, indoor man, I get the arena. I get the parents of travel softball and travel yes. this there. Yes. I, I have one a family. She her daughter lives. They live in Munster and they mm-hmm. play in Indy. She's yeah. that good. Yeah. She's been recruited from an Indianapolis team, and every weekend is spent in They're Indy yep. traveling. And they travel all over the Midwest, yeah. but like the team itself is based out of Indy right. because that's how good she is. That yeah. they're like, no, we want you. You're coming yeah. here, and it's. It's crazy, right. crazy competitive. It is, yeah. it is. And those are the extremes. I mean, but but I know that the same thing has happened. I know some baseball players, softball players mm. too, uh, soccer players as well that are going all, you know, hey, this is this is too low a, of a level for yes. me. However, like like our soccer program that we offer every spring and fall through the Parks program, which is a, what, what we sell it as a non-competitive league, we have okay. over 600 kids in it. Okay. So, I mean, uh. there's still a group of people that are out there that says, I, I don't need to travel to Indy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which faci- when we're talking about building a facility, who, which one are we building it for? Are we building it for the right. 600? Or are we building it for the right. a dozen or so that are going to those extreme mm-hmm. cases? So, I mean, that, that's something that we, we have to, you know, balance. Yeah. And, and, and maybe maybe we can be flexible and make it available for everybody as mm-hmm. much as we can. Um, but th- but that's that's the, the role of, you know, yeah. who are we here for? I've always liked to envision us as we're entry-level 101, if we think of it as college-level courses, sure. we're giving you the 101. Once you want a little bit more than that, you want the little bit premier level, you want the little bit higher intense uh, mm-hmm. education, training, 
that's when you start paying a little bit more. You pay a sure. little bit more money, you pay for that expert who's going to teach you, and, and you're going to go to a private mm. place, facility, wherever, yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. But, but overall, I like to think of us, I, I haven't, surprised I haven't said it yet, because yeah. my staff laughs at me when I say it, but we're the fun department of city government. Of right? course. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, you got your own TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but, but you know, we're, we're involved with special events and programming. Of course. And we're, you know... Um, you know, are, are, are we perfect? No. You, people get upset at us. Sure. I'm sure it happens from time to time. But, you know, it's a lot worse when people get upset at the police department or a utility well, department. Uh, yeah, much or bigger fish here. Or trash collection. Mm -hmm. or, I mean, you know, those are the, the, and, and those are serious issues. I'm not taking away from that. Right. But we're the stuff that when you talk about what's on the postcard from the town that you're in. Right. And, and this is something I like to share with people. If, if someone was visiting from Germany who came to Munster, Indiana, What's mm -hmm. on the postcard that they send home? You know, yeah. what is the picture of what are we selling in our community? Mm -hmm. And and we have some opportunities here in Munster that we could probably put on that postcard. When I, I was in other cities, I would ask that same question. And, and Dyer would have some challenges sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. what what is what is the, the recognizable symbol or location in, in different yeah. cities? Shareable yeah. the same way or Highland. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hammond, okay, they're, they're on a lakefront, so they, they right. get you know, yeah. some benefit of that stuff. Cheating, but, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, but... I, I mean, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah. For, to look for at. Munster, I would definitely say Centennial Park at this point. You I know, agree. The, the I stairs agree. Yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Centennial. I mean, even even the bigger buildings, community with the pool, with the hospital in that area, the high yeah. school area, the campus of the high school. Oh sure. I mean, the arts center is an opportunity. Yeah, performing arts. Um, but you know, there, there are. It's nice to have that. I mean, even even Caskey House at Heritage Park. I mean, you know, historical from that perspective. So mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily really have that in every city and town. I mean, no. that, that's where people will say we're, we really don't have an identity. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I think Munster has some of those things that we just highlighted that are some of those. But uh, but it's also a matter of as we do have an opportunity to build other facilities, hopefully those become more of those recognizable symbols. I think even yeah. like the simple arch that says Illinois, Indiana at the state line on the sure. Penzi going from Lansing and on yeah, the, yeah. that's traveled a neat it off, yeah. little, it, it's, it's a, it's a Instagrammable spot, if sure. you will, right? It's it's the sure. spot where you're going to stop and take the selfie. You're going to yeah. you're, you're riding out with your wife on the bikes and stop, yeah. take the picture. Well, we with that we need to put a bigger <laughs> "Welcome to Munster" sign in front of the "Welcome to Hammond" sign now yeah. on, on that, that one. Bridge, so yeah. I, I wonder. Uh, we're getting at the hour mark, so I'm going to switch over to yeah, the the sure. pause. But we'll talk about there. I wonder if anyone called and said. Uh, <laughs> You know, and post it and say, this is the guy that I caused us to do that. So but you mentioned it. If you find it, I mean, they got their, what is it, Go Hammond on Facebook, yeah, I think, yeah. all their old videos. He, he, they got a video there. They had it there. I, I went to it because I went to the opening. Dustin went to it as well. Okay. And um, I, I look at it, even though technically, yeah, you're right, it's in Hammond. Mm -hmm. But it might get more use from Munster residents than Yeah, for sure. Because for sure. Of, especially Cause, once cause the where train they connection is done, yeah, where yeah. you can get back towards, you know, Manor over there, and then again go in the other direction to easily get to Columbia or even yeah. further all the way to Northcott or beyond. But um, yeah, so, so that, that's really so I, I just hit uh, uh, record again. But what we're talking about is the bridge going over um, Calumet Avenue. Yep. Yep. And I was uh, hit by a vehicle there several years ago, and uh, I was saying I've got permanent nerve damage and, and neck issues. But I had reached out. Well, first of all, I did, I thought it was Munster. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I uh, essentially was, the lady um, 
I had the the cross sign. Yep. She did not. She made a left hand turn, and I don't know if she meant to p- press the brake, but she hit the gas, and I I jumped off my bike. On, I like Heismaned the hood of her car, and fell onto Calumet Avenue. And then, like, adrenaline kicked in. I remember I stood up and then just dropped. Oh. And, like, army crawled across because I'm like, oh, now I'm really going to die because the, the, the light <laughs> is going to change. Right. So I made it over there. People called the paramedics and everything, and they brought me to community. I thought that was Munster. And when I started inquiring, they said, no, this is actually Hammond property. Mm-hmm. When I got the bill from the ambulance for $650 from there to community. And uh, I had called the Hammond Town Hall, and I said, who can I talk to about this? I don't think there's proper signage and all this stuff. And uh, I'm going to try to find this email, even though it's been several years. But you were saying that uh, Mayor McDermott uh, essentially said there was a Munster resident that was hit there. That's why we started looking into this bridge. (laughs) 100%. I remember him sharing down comments and thoughts and i don't remember if it was your name sure but he i specifically he said it that you know it was really that bridge came to be to the concept of it was from floated from someone who did say it was a very dangerous crossing that got you know uh hurt there or very close to getting hurt there but it was something that was shared and and i think he started looking into it and and it is a dangerous intersection i think uh you know you you look at the proximity of what you have with an exit off a high expressway um right into a very you know dense five lane area um, it is a crossing. I, I, I ride that one or walk across that often, mm-hmm. um, and and it is an area. Then and you know the, the the luckily the city of Hammond worked with the the the, the little Calumet um, uh, River uh, yeah. and and got to them to build it on top of the levee over the or on top of the levee there. Uh, so I mean that that's great to to have that as an opportunity. And honestly, I think a lot of people in Munster are going to use it more so maybe than oh, a lot of Hammond. So I think mm-hmm. it, it's going to be. Um, you know, really going to be a nice connectivity. Once the train and the bridge connecting over at, at off the uh, Monon Trail is is back in on the uh, western side of that, and then mm-hmm. also obviously you could ride through Riverside Park to get to Columbia or yep. further down to Northcott and and get in. So I mean, there. It, I think collectively, regionally, we look at trails and try to find those interconnect. Uh, you know, connections right. that we can have. and um, Well, I would typically take that when we lived on Beverly, get it on the end of my block, go there, mm-hmm. and I would go to Wicker Park. Yeah. And I would go around Wicker Park, I want to say it was two times, and then back was like 10 miles. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would I would go from Holman Avenue to Wicker Park. Wicker Park and and, back, yeah, and only yeah. have to cross one street, and of course I get yeah, hit. But, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, a small, really small world. It's neat. It, it, and, and again, I mean, that you know, those are things that, I, I know it wasn't a cheap bridge, uh, sure. you know, but it, and it's hard to, to validate and, and decide how much you know money do you put into things like that. But I think mm-hmm. you know uh, you got to look collectively what you can do. And obviously now, in, in, since that bridge has gone up, a real big sign on it. I think it says <laughs> "Little Little Calumet River Trail, City of Hammond." Right. It is in the Hammond. The, the river is the is the border between Munster and, and uh, uh, Hammond. And mm-hmm. the uh, a, a lot, I think you're right. A lot of people think it's. The expressway, but right. uh, it, it is actually the, the Little Calumet River there is the northern border. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Neat stuff. Um, and I do. Uh, I was part of the streetscape committee that focused on originally it was Calumet and Ridge. Mm-hmm. I think now the focus, whatever's left of it, is Ridge exclusively. Okay. But uh, that building, Franciscan, there, that was one of the things. Can we do murals? And this is not a parks department thing, but it was can we do murals on there as a welcome to Munster? Mm-hmm. Like the streetscape wanted to focus on, there is no welcome to Munster sign there. 
as you're coming in from Hammond. So they wanted to redo the bridge there, uh, put wood posts instead of the metal, and, and make it more welcoming. So we'll see if, if that comes to yeah. fruition. But um, yeah, that whole area was was kind of blah. So right. it's now we want right. to we'll spruce it up a bit. Um, another question is rentals for park pavilions. Is there any way to streamline that to where people can do it online? That one's a little more difficult because we uh, require proof of residency because we do have different rates for okay. residents and non-residents. So unfortunately, that one right now, we'll have to look into that and see if there's a way to do that. But uh, it's been challenging that way just because, you know, we, we, we want to make sure um, what we've heard by from many people is, hey, if, if there's going to be people that cheat the system, you of know, course, and yeah. try to get it or have their friend who lives in town book it for right. them and things like that. Um, we don't want that to become a regular occurrence. Mm -hmm. We've had um, where, where typically, I mean, we, I think our first preference is going to be we, we want, we're here for Munster residents. While right. we're not completely stopping others from visiting and coming to our town, sure. we, we want to have that. But we kind of want to say, hey, the, the resident is getting that discount, it, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lower rate because they're already paying taxes. Mm -hmm. So some of their tax dollars is helping support these parks to begin with. So they're getting a break on it versus you maybe as a non-resident coming here to pay for it. You need to make sure to pay the full boat rate um, okay. that we have it set up. So that's why it's there. Um, I know it's a hassle because I would say I, I don't know the exact numbers. I would guess off the top of my head we're probably... 60 to 40 residents booking shelters than okay. non-residents. Um, but we, we definitely have non-residents coming here. I mean, from everywhere and anywhere. I mean, we've had people from out of state booking here because this was a central location between their family in Detroit area to their family in, you know, Wisconsin. And they found us and randomly booked a shelter and had a family reunion type of thing. So, um, you know, yeah, you have those types of things and, and, and we'll work with people, but uh, typically that's why we require it for that. Okay. That, that makes sense. I'm going down my <laughs> list here. That makes sense. Um, recently, the and I, I wonder if it's the same. Uh, recently, you guys were hacked online, right? The Parks Department. Yes. And I, I, I know other business owners that have also been hacked recently. Mm -hmm. And I myself have probably three messages a day saying, wow. "Dear user, you know, click this, or you're yeah. in violation of this." You're, and they look. Some of them look more legit than others. Yeah, but sure. is that kind of what happened? Do you know how we it got hacked? We don't know 100% for sure. So the only thing that got hacked from us was our Facebook page. Okay. Um, so nothing else was hacked, but it was, we, all of a sudden, it was right around the time of our uh, early December that um, it was on a weekend, and I remember looking at, at our page at home, and I saw an ad for, like, a little space heater. I'm like, yep. what is this? And it said it's sponsored. The same, so it's yeah. ad, and I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. So um, we realized that, you know, we, we someone else had control, and then we tried to regain control and mm -hmm. couldn't. Nope. Um, and we went through their process it's that terrible. Facebook tells you it's to do. Terrible. We sent in all kinds of information from pay stubs to letters from yep. town manager to clerk treasurer to um, the, 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 the one girl who originated it got married. So she sent in her wedding you know, oh certificate, everything to show yeah, that the name changed and the e emails yeah. and, and nothing, nothing, nothing. Nope. It was all automated, like felt like automated responses is it, what we of were getting back. Is, yeah. And um, we finally just decided we, we got to go. We can't go any longer. Right, you don't want to be We down. had over 10,000 followers. We're, we're trying to trickle that back up. But okay. we do, for anyone listening, if you've followed us in the past, try to find us. 
a Munster Parks and Recreation. Um, the one that has 10,000 followers is the, not, <laughs> not the right page to follow. Uh, look at the other one. So, uh, but there's there's multiple ones out there, and that page is still out there. And the last thing you see on it is that ad for that heater. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that, it, it's the same, maybe not the same person, but the same scam that's going on because yeah. a friend of mine that owns a business in Lansing, same thing. She noticed that her. Ad, uh, places started selling ads and then she was locked out right it, she probably took two months and facebook would never get back to her so she had yeah. to create a new account yep. and they uh, eventually locked the first one okay. but she does not have access to it yeah. so you have to kind of start fresh which yeah, and, and one of our troubles is off of that page, we had like a subgroup page for our day camp that had a mm. huge, substantial amount of followers. And that's typically the way we send the word out when that begins. So okay. people who are, you know, in, 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 if you're interested in thinking of summer camp coming up, because it fills up. Last year, we sold out in the first three days, I think we were at 98% full of our oh, day wow. camp from when we announced it to how quickly it filled. So wow. if you're interested in that... Stop in, make sure you're following the right Facebook page and, and so you mm -hmm. get the right information when that comes out. So. Where do you guys get the most user engagement? Is it news you can use? Is it social media? We believe it's social media at this okay. point. Uh, okay. we, we would typically try to sponsor things, and it's mainly Facebook. We have an Instagram page, not as many followers there yet, mm -hmm. um, but, but definitely Facebook is, seems to be the one um, that a lot of people are looking at often enough that are seeing that. Um, we do try to use other resources as well. We obviously still do our print brochures that we mail home yeah. uh, three times a year. I think a lot of people still look for that and like to see those. Um, we do use the news. You can use the utility bill newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people don't get that in, in, in mail anymore. A lot of people get the, the bill direct right. e-billed e to them or, right. or you know uh, automatic payments, so mm -hmm. they're not even getting that. I think I, um, I, think I still get it, though. Okay. I, I've been on e-payment for years, okay. but I think I still get the physical mail. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, and then and then that, they do post it on the town's website. We right. also will post things on the town website. We'll post things pretty much. I mean, we've we've really tried to find anywhere we can find it where we're not. It's not costing us more money. Of course. I mean, right. we we don't want to spend money to 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 do it. Um. So you know, we'll try to put the word out as best that we can that way. But you know, the the biggest one is we tell people, hey, if you're if you're really interested in something, you know what's coming. Make sure to touch base with us and, and you know call us once a week if you have to to make sure you don't miss out on it so, okay yeah uh, there's one particular parcel of land I want to ask about I read a post this morning I like catch up on Facebook at three in the morning when my daughter <laughs> wakes up and I'm in a rocking chair for a half hour yeah, before yeah. I can put her back down <laughs> so I'm reading it with one eye open but I'm going to give David uh, Kinsling another shout out here uh, he's a big proponent of strong towns not small towns I okay. incorrectly gave him a shout out before and on his Facebook page of Strong Towns, they had said there's a little parcel of land by the um, train station okay. that's right directly behind the gas station that the mm -hmm. Parks Department still owns. Correct. Are there any plans there? Nothing yet. The, so, so we owned all that open land that was there from the train station all the yeah. way to the alley that's yeah. behind the homes on Broadmoor. Right. About, I'd say about two-thirds of that was sold to Nick D as part of the train coming to town and that'll mm -hmm. be their parking area. We'll have a little bit left there. We're going to have some of it's going to be detention, unfortunately, for that parking. Right. Um, so we're kind of waiting to see what do we actually, what, what does this do? piece of land look like, how large of a space it is. Mm -hmm. We don't think it's going to be very large at all because it wasn't that big of a piece of land to begin with. I right. Mean, uh, it was a very, you know, 
long, it's long but rectangular, but, mm -hmm. narrow, narrow property. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see. And again, I mean, if we can put something in over there, that makes sense. You know, we'll look at those opportunities. But um, I think that that's that's one that we always have to kind of just always be aware. I think a lot of towns when. Uh, in, in communities that I've worked in and, and, and across the country, to be honest, mm -hmm. own property that they just don't know what's coming next. And and I mm -hmm. think that that's an important part that we don't need to build out every inch of park space right now. Sure. Because there's going to be things in 20 years and 30 years and 50 years that they're going to be looking for space for. And right. it's going to be nice to have, maybe we have some opportunity to go, or it might be nice just to have that open green space mm -hmm. because it's such a it, it's becoming such a densely populated area uh, i i really think that munster over time i mean when you look at how much developable land is left nothing we're very landlocked yeah i think in the next 20 years you're gonna start to see the town have to build up i mean well, even probably in the next 10 years you know, people yeah. are gonna start building second floors on there if they don't have one already they might start building up that way oh absolutely um, yeah. so i think that that's where you're gonna start to see that occurring mm -hmm. um that's at least my my personal viewpoint on it. Right, right. I mean, now whether or not the town wants to allow that, that that's right, a whole different exactly, discussion. Yeah. But um, but I think that that's where you you see the natural you progression. Have to. You look you at have the to. western suburbs or the northern suburbs right outside the city lines mm -hmm. that are that are completely built out. You know, no open land left mm -hmm. in Oak Park, Illinois, or Evanston, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. What do you see out there? And that that's where I think I'm making that comparison. It's just taken longer to get this direction mm -hmm. from the city, and and I think that that's where it's going to create that, that definitely challenge. valid points. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that because that's yeah. that's kind of the back and forth we have now. You know, what do we do with what little land? Do we add in? A lot of people want n no more single-family homes. They want duplexes, and they want. Sure, sure. In in David's post, he was essentially comparing. I don't. I don't quote me here, but I think it was like point. 23, 0.23 of an acre yeah. that was there, and essentially like, well, do we do we. Uh, do we the parks department build on it, or do they sell it to a developer that can put 15 condos in there, yeah. like yeah. small little, yeah. you know, because then we can get tax revenue from it. Sure. You got 15 condos right across from the train station. Uh, that was kind of the premise. These, these yeah. picture A or picture B. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, I feel, are are still disappointed that the whole thing isn't green space or a park mm -hmm. because wasn't that originally the plan before the train? I believe that to be the case. I wasn't here when that was acquired. Okay. I know that it was acquired and, okay. and added, but uh, yeah, the the history of it, I, I can't say 100% for okay. sure, but I believe that that was the intent. And again, I mean, I think that, that when you look at our town, when you look at our park map of the town and you see the, 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 the where we have parkland, the big yeah. parcels, obviously, you, if, if you took Community and Centennial out of the loop, we really don't have any big. You don't have big ones, maybe no. Maybe West Lakes, you know that that mm -hmm. becomes probably the next biggest one, or White Oak, um, the northern end of the town. Mm -hmm. And you think of the era when that tar part of the town was built, parks weren't as important as right. they, that, that we've learned over time. Parks are important. Open space is important. Green mm -hmm. space is important. We want to have that opportunity, and but but it's hard to go back into those areas now and, and re acquire and find sure. more, more you know you can't create more green space i no, mean i guess right. you know i i don't think any town or a lot of towns aren't real active in going out i mean you know they they could eminent domain property but i don't right. think anyone really has that desire to do that right, right. um but i mean that th there are communities though i know like interesting case studies that i've seen across the country where you know in a typical grid street pattern where they might say hey we're closing off this block 
and that little cut through of that street, it's going to become a green space. And okay. they, they would create little pocket parks, if you will, you know, Interesting. when they're so desperate. But I think, again, those are usually in more urbanized, denser right, locations right. than what, what Munster is. But, but again, it's a unique perspective to look at that and say, you know what, do we really need that? Because anyone in a car... They can drive one more street down and go around the block still, mm -hmm. but that provides people in that little neighborhood to have that meeting hmm. place where they're, you know, the swing sets or whatever, park benches and things yeah. like that. So, hmm. um, yeah, so it's it's a neat perspective to really look at it. And that's where I get excited about it. it, it I, I feel like it, it is the fun department. You know, we get to dream and think of right, these kind right. of creative ways um, to meet those needs. I, I think that the, the challenge is, and, and, and we're on the brink of it, where, you know, if how much more green space is out there? I mean, it's really right. everything that's just down there by, like, the old Harley-Davidson, yeah. you know, south there, which... Most of that is owned by community hospital. Uh, right. You know what? What are their plans? I mean, is there a desire? Maybe, are, are, maybe you know. And again, they've they've been a great partner, I think, for the town collectively mm -hmm. over the years. Right. Maybe they would see this and and say, you know what, we we let's give you some land here. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that's a conversation that we have if if there's a a desire for um, you know an indoor facility that we can't put anywhere else. Or, right. Or, or uh, more you know, fields, athletic fields, I mean, or just more green space. Maybe it's, you know, creating a, a, a Even a if community, <laughs> Franciscan has the, uh, not rec center, but they have the, yeah. um, I'm drawing a yeah, blank on the uh, name. What used to be Omni, and now it's a part of the YMCA now. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. But what's in Munster? Or is that community? Oh, Fitness Point. Fitness Point. Fitness Point. Is yeah. that Franciscan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's through Community Hospital. Community, yeah. okay. So they're already kind of, they got some skin yeah. in that game already. Right. Uh, right. Maybe they expand and they, you know, they're a hospital. They don't want to be running rec league uh, right. basketball. But, sure. um I mean, they still want money, I guess, yeah. so maybe they build well, and their think, own. They, and, and the other opportunity is, you know, if the school is, is able to expand, I mean, I know, mm -hmm. that I think that they have a desire to build in a field house. I mean, okay. you know, maybe more opportunity becomes available as far as gym time goes there. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, again, the challenge they wanted after school hours, when would we use it after school right. hours the most? Yeah. Uh, can't yeah. really use it during a school day. You can't right. bring foreigner, you know, or, you know, people who are not in school it, to a school that, you know. Is that how the, the outdoor parks work at the school, too? Like those are those are community parks, right? But outside school hours, or how do the playgrounds we, work? Right, the playgrounds at Eads, at Frank Hammond, and at uh, Elliot are uh -huh. those were partnerships where we we put in the playgrounds with them. Okay, um, but they're during the school day. They're yeah, it's closed basically for school use. Of course, um, right. And then after school hours or in the summertime, they're open to anybody. Got it. Um, okay. So yeah, so anyone can use them at that point, but. Um, but yeah, and, and that's just a way, again, a, a, a neat little way that says, hey, like where Eads School is at, I mean, there's really no park close to them. I mean, Sunnyside's the closest one over there, and that's yeah. not super close. I mean, especially right now with the, the, the underpass through under the right, Nick right, the construction. Off, so mm -hmm. um, so I mean, that, that, that's a challenge to find those open spaces. Yeah. 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 Um, one, more, one more question, then one yeah. fun suggestion. Wine tasting, that's the question. I've, I've mentioned it in a few with Chuck, with Mike, and now with you. When can I get to sipping wine at Centennial uh, again? That, I, I don't know if it would be at Centennial. So the, okay. the challenge is when I started here, I had gone through a major exercise in the city of Hammond because I was there when we opened up the big Hammond Sportsplex and we had okay. a bar. So I get to okay. meet the excise police really well and mm -hmm. come to know them really well. And uh, the way that we were doing things here with the wine uh, event was not on par with what the excise police want okay. statewide. So okay. um, we are not allowed to sell cash and carry. You cannot take it out of the park. That was something that, that is okay. number one a big no-no. Which that's, um, I mean, that 
I spend a couple hundred dollars each yes. year yes. at the park. Yeah. So that 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 so so it really has to find a challenge. I think where huh. where maybe the creative side of it is maybe that kind of an event goes elsewhere. Maybe it's even on a private facility. And now that okay. now that's different because the liquor license that let's say at I'll, I mean, it's probably not a great location to have it at Jewel, but let's say Jewel, yeah, sure. Jewel has it outside in their green space right yeah. next to the building and has it there. Well, they can sell it because they can sell it in the store and you can carry it out of there. So, you, Got you it. know, maybe we tie it in somehow, some way with that. Or, All right, or, so we need someone with a liquor license. Yeah, I, well, and it's got to be the carry-out liquor license, not just um, the because Because okay. that's the same reason, like, if you ever had a banquet at Centennial Park when, mm-hmm. when the clubhouse was open, you cannot you you cannot take it with you, right? Okay. You didn't finish your beer. You can't, yeah, you can't leave, leave with, with it. it. You can't uh-huh. say, "Well, I paid for those twenty more bottles of champagne for my daughter's wedding. Got I'm going to take them." No, you can't. That's that's the rules through that excise with the the license that uh, the, the that that we have as far as serving there. Okay. The, the level that we particularly have there. Okay. So, so that's the challenge there. But All could right. we do it at let's say um, at one of our well, no, because you're not going to have to carry out. All right, I figured it you out. Do the wine tasting somewhere else where it just becomes more of a wine tasting? Maybe. I'm volunteering Mike from Fiori and True Barbecue. Okay. okay. Because, <laughs> because I know they have liquor license and yeah, they can yeah. sell their bourbon. Yeah. All right, it might Mike. be one. I mean, and that's we're doing it in the parking lot. You can expand it in their parking lot. Now, obviously, you know, and, and, and I, what I really like about that is it supports our business community. Yep. I mean, find a partner like that and help support them. I mean, because you want, I mean, you know, we, we try to bring in as much revenue as we can in our right. department, but right. I mean, realistically, we're still relying, we're still a public government entity mm-hmm. reliant on property taxes. Right. Let's support our local businesses, you right. know, help them do that. Um, I, I, I kind of, sometimes you'll, you'll hear me argue about food trucks or not because mm-hmm. they're not a tax-paying entity right whereas a bricks that's and mortar a, facility that's is, a big debate that's sometimes yeah. um, really got to be talked about and you look at now we'll charge a food truck to be there so we feel like we're getting our share of it but sure. but i you know well there i mean there's food trucks for example that park at target in the parking lot and that's a big thing. You sure, know, we have sure. several restaurants that say, sell the same food in town. Right. And these guys are just kind of, you know, and yeah, I'm all I'm all for, for you know. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of permits they the have parks, or what. Know, yeah, if they're yeah. pulling a permit, if they're paying for a permit, mm-hmm. uh, a business license, I would hope that that's the case. But yeah. I don't know that 100%. I would, I would think that that's the case. But, mm-hmm. again, that's that's. That's for our 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 town officials to set those policies and those rules, and then the, the staff can carry out the, whatever that policy is that that they desire to see it in the community. Because yeah. those those do vary community to community, so that that is a challenge from that way too. Okay. So. Um, a idea, and I text this to Chuck uh, today. I say, hey, random idea, a coloring book type map for the parks in town, like a coloring map of Munster that kids can color in as they visit the towns. Nice, nice. I don't know. We can put in the some type of program or news you can use sometimes, yeah, yeah. but and then even then you can partner with the businesses. You can partner with maybe Sweet Tooth or Shoops or someone gives you an ice cream cone if you if you stamped them all or visited them all or right, something. Right, 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 they right. give you you know yeah. something there. So we've talked about doing different things like that programming wise. You know, um, visiting your parks. Maybe it was a uh, one year we did a. It wasn't here, but in my career we did a park passport and you had to go and get perfect. Stamps or get yeah, a sticker yeah. Or whatever it was. I did a mother son scavenger hunt in one of my previous places where they had to go visit and and it was like go to Dairy Queen and get a red red spoon. Okay, go to Culver's and get a 
a blue straw. Go yeah, to yeah. this place and get a, get a paint stir at Ace Hardware. Get a you know okay. And and, and you had point values and things like that. So nice. coming up with those creative ways to make people to use the parks. There's a, actually I, I'm we're we're looking into some software, new apps. I think there's one. I think it's called Goose Chase. That's okay. out there where it's kind of a scavenger hunt thing that. Um, is out there, so I, I I think we're 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 trying to think of stuff along those same lines. Cool. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the, I, I like the idea because I, I I want you know part of it is again out there. Uh, the challenge for us is okay. How do we how do we bring in the revenue to pay for the cost right. we have to do? Because it's right. one thing to just do it as a public good, which right. which that's kind of the grounds in our parks, if you will. Sure. But when we get into programming, that typically you have to bring it in because we got to cover our staff cover. Prizes, or maybe we give you a, a drink or a meal, or I don't know, whatever right. else is entitled right. as part of it. So, um, but yeah, those are those are fun ones. And then, and then it's also a matter of how much our staff's able to, to do. I mean, we have three people who really do full time programming, and and they oversee the rentals of our our facilities, and you know, coordinate that and the pool and um, operationally. So that that can be a challenge at, at times too. So we have okay. to balance that out. But we're always looking for new ideas because sometimes we try things and they don't go. So we got to figure out, okay, mm -hmm. do, was it a bad day? Was it a bad time of year? Was it bad weather? Was it a bad location? Was it, right. and, 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 or do we just say, you know, it wasn't interesting. So let's re-steer our efforts and do something completely different. And right. Like that, our that's kind of like the, the, we were both in the meeting this week about the canine. Yeah. This is yeah. this is only their second year doing the golf outing. The first year, the weather was horrible. Right. So, all right, how many golfers stayed? Well, we yeah. can't go on it. How many yeah. vendors came? Well, yeah. we can't go on it. So it's like this year is kind of like, all right, we got to kind of, this is baseline and see what yeah, we can absolutely. come up with, yeah. which I think we got some cool ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that works out. we're always out. looking for ideas. And, and, and a lot of times we're looking for those random people who might want to help us out with different events like that. And mm -hmm. Just, you know, small, um, I mean, obviously we, we defer a lot to the business community to help sponsor and, and sure. you know, maybe offer prizes at times for different things. But, but it also might be just a, a random dad or mom in town who says, hey, I can help out with this. I'll, I'll be there or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, we're talking about the golf outing. I mean, just having a sponsor at that hole who who's watching. Maybe it is a hole-in-one contest on that to verify. Yep, it went in the hole and yeah, they right, win the prize, right. whatever it might be. Stuff like that to be there for a couple hours. And um, so, and, and that's the community involvement I think we want to try to get. Hopefully where it's not, you know, all the time where you got to give right. out every week. People get and burned out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to make it fit people's current schedules because we're all busy, especially yeah. if you have children. <laughs> you get right. into that. So right. now you got your own schedule, you got your children's schedule, and you're trying to fit something in. But if we can find people to help us out and be part of it, mm -hmm. um, we do get really good involvement from uh, like like our youth soccer program. It's all volunteer based coaches. I mean, and, okay. and we're thankful for the parents that get involved and give of their time and to help not only teach their child, but mm -hmm. to teach other on a whole team. Um, it, it, it's 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 rewarding to see that. It's nice to see that you know not everyone is out there just for themselves. That sure. they're out there willing to give and build a better community for the okay. betterment of the town. So. Okay. Well, that was the last point. How does involvement? What does it look like? How does someone start? Yeah, I mean, we're always interested in volunteers. We have in our brochure. We usually have a little uh, star or thumbs up, or I forget the the logo or icon. But uh, there, a lot of our events will have a little marker in the book that says this is an, an event we're looking for volunteers for. So okay. uh, this spring, our car show. We're always looking for car show judges. Mm. Uh, you know, we'll we'll look for people to help out at uh, you know in the fall with a lot of our Halloween events and stuff like that. Okay. So I mean, anything that like that. 
call us up, let us know. We're, we're great. We have a great relationship with the school. A lot of the high school students have to do uh, community hours service their, and type things. Yeah, okay. so they'll, they'll get involved. Mm -hmm. So we get a lot of them. That really oh. gives out, that, that actually is an, an immense help in our department. Okay. Um, but I mean, to continue to find more and more people who just want to, you know, hey, be willing. I'm, I'm bored. I'm sitting at home. I got, I got nothing to do on Tuesday every week, and I'm sitting here. What, is it, you guys got me anything to do? I mean, we'll have special needs groups come in and stuff envelopes for us when we do our, our teenager mailers and stuff. Okay. So, I mean, you okay. know, we'll, we'll try to work with anybody to find anybody, something yeah. that, you know, hey, it, it, it's beneficial to us. It, maybe it saves us time or having to pay someone to do something, and, and it allows us to keep, you know, our fees as, as much, you know, as close to free as possible. Right, can. right, so, right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Um, sure. I think this no was problem. really informative. Everyone was, uh, the people I talked to, I, they gave me a list of questions. They yeah, were like, oh, this sure. is great. The park department would be great. So obviously we're a community that's uh, heavily invested in itself mm -hmm. and parks is, is, the I don't think anything can be negatively said about a, a parks department, right? So, and, and people are moving to where they have these recreational opportunities. I think that mm -hmm. I've seen studies in, in the national magazines that are out there that they're moving to communities because a lot of people can work remote. They don't maybe right. even have to go down. They're going to where, hey, when I'm done with work today, I can go for my jog or yeah. my bike ride or my, you know, do this or be available to have my, you know, kid play ball or whatever. Sure. All those things. That, and, and, and I think so that there's a selling point to mm -hmm. a town um, to make sure that you have these things. Because I, I know that the big one, uh, I think it was Microsoft, who said, you know, the, the, the age group that they want, they want to live near bike paths and communities with these. Oh, sure, of they, course, yeah. You know, so they're going to stay where they're at out mm -hmm. in Seattle and stuff like that. So, I mean, you're going to have that opportunity. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone starts to see that and see those benefits to it. Um, I mean, we're always trying to, you know, find ways to, to create that need and, and be that fun department for the town. Yeah, so. awesome. Uh, rant, last random question. If who would you uh, who do you like most on Parks and Rec? Oh gosh, I I, I kind of I, I defer a lot to Leslie. I mean, okay. I, she she's I, I I've been in the positions. I there, there's a lot being in this career that hits home. Okay. Uh, that I see a lot, but but I I, I mean it, the, the show it, it there there's pieces of all of them that I like. Okay. I mean, but I kind of okay. defer to her the most probably at times. Okay. Um, but I can see the perspective of others or, or other people that I've known working in government roles. You can be like, oh, that's of, so and so. Yeah, they're okay. kind of very similar mm -hmm. to that person. So I mean, there are yeah. those at times, but yeah, um, and it can be comical, and, and and it's nice to kind of shed light on it. That I think the show. Um, did shed light on parks and recreation as a local yeah. municipality that that it is out there that mm -hmm. it does exist that it's not you know there are towns that don't really have much about it I mean and right. and, and it's kind of disappointing when they don't but um, I think it's you're starting to see you know competitiveness town to town where hey they have this why don't we have it you know sure. something similar and I think that does help you know eventually evolve your towns and communities and, and grow them that way mm -hmm. so, awesome yeah. awesome well thank you very much for your time no problem Anthony. You've been listening to Mustang Mentality. As someone deeply rooted in Munster, Anthony has walked the talk. He sat down with both sides, sipped coffee with local business owners, and really listened to what everyone has to say. And he's bringing those conversations right here to you. This show is for every resident, every business owner, everyone who calls Munster home. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at the Anthony Christopher. See you next time on Mustang Mentality.